it's time to catch up, Chrissy. Matt. Hi. Repeat after me. Okay. Waiter. Waiter. <laughs> there was too much pepper. There was too much pepper. On my pepper gosh. On my pepper gosh. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we're doing Harry Met Sally today. When folks. Harry Met when Sally. When Harry Met Sally. And the weakest part of the film is the title. <laughs> you think so? Oh my God. What a great movie. Yeah. Is ah! this, was this, in this my favorite. Of, my favorite. Of the whole yes. slate so far. I have saved all of my thoughts for the pod. And I now can tell you. Okay. Not only did this like n like go to number one with a bullet but also oh matt just took off his sunglasses guys we're getting serious um not only did it go to number one with a bullet out of the ketchup chrissy menu mm -hmm. of films i think i think it's gonna bump something out of the top five of christina's all time oh really i don't know what it's gonna bump yet because i don't actually know what my all-time five are but it's gonna bump something well briefly out of my memory i would say that your all-time five includes titanic mm -hmm. Sound of Music, mm -hmm. um, Spice World, <laughs> and I'm going to say uh, Clueless, White Christmas, White Christmas. Oh, this would bump Clueless for sure. Is Clueless one of your five? I don't think so. Maybe one of my ten, though. I do really like it, but this would yeah. definitely make top five. It's... And of course, the Animal starring Rob Schneider. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say uh, Juice Bigelow. Oh, that was yeah. that's up there. No, uh, so good. Actually, let's just talk about <laughs> Schneider for a second. He's like a budget version of Billy Crystal. I just realized that. Yeah, he's like the welfare version. Yeah, and he followed not too long after yeah. Billy Crystal was on SNL. Yeah. Like their oh my god, he's their so paths good. are well. Billy Crystal's mm -hmm. such a multi-talented guy. What a human treasure! I, I would imagine that you only really know him as an Oscars host. No, do you think I, of him as an actor? I, I do. What do you know I, him from? I can't believe we haven't had this conversation before. My mom is a huge Billy Crystal fan. Okay. And we watched City Slickers on repeat as a child. Really? Like, I bet I've seen that movie 10 times. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. But haven't seen it in more than 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled, in fact. That, Loved it. And yeah. what a good, like, bounce back after such a letdown on... Um, on Four Weddings. See, I can't even remember the title of the terrible <laughs> last movie that we did because I didn't like it's it that a much. terrible last movie. It was it's a, not... It's a it is not... I challenge anyone in our listening audience to watch it now and tell me that it is as good as they remember it being. It is simply not. Yeah, but it's not like an inferior product. It's still a very competently made, Whatever. amusing mm. comedy. Mm. I think it's a, it works better as a comedy than as a romance, whereas I think this one works both. Everything. I think the, the, the comedy is, is top level. Mm -hmm. It's written so well. Mm -hmm. And then the the blossoming romance between them, mm -hmm. which was always sort of simmering there, mm -hmm. um, really sort of grows and turns into something quite lovely at the end. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. And it's also, um, I don't know what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. It was, it was, I really enjoyed it. Okay, summarize. <clears throat> okay. I'm sure you're going to do it with enthusiasm, with the <gasps> plumb. A now, movie. Now that you actually enjoyed something. A film in three acts. A film. A film in three acts, which I've come to realize is my favorite kind of movie. Where not necessarily time passing, but when I can like mentally separate it into three acts, I like that timeline of events. They're all written that way. Not all of them. But it's, sometimes it's harder to delineate. Yeah. yeah and this is a nice tight 96 minutes or whatever too. Also, right? add it to the reasons I love it. Yeah. It's a short ass movie. Yeah, because we started last night. I was tired and grumpy and, and <laughs> you said, let's go, let's try to watch half of this. Yeah. 
and then the credits were rolling and you're wiping tears away yeah and, and yeah you had, had a great time and yeah. nobody stopped for, for a pee or anything no it was a big deal that's a big deal for us. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we start off with a. I, I didn't even. I, I'm going to mention this. The D. It wasn't D aged. They just put makeup on him. You could tell he was trying not to smile in the first bit. Did you notice that? Yeah. Trying not to show. A lot of makeup on him. A lot him, of makeup. Wig and, on him. And it was makeup across his forehead because then in the third act, you really notice. Well, he was wearing a wig that brought his hairline down a little. Yes. Right? Because he's got a receding hairline. Yes. Yeah. But then in the in the third act, you really notice the, mm -hmm. the deeper grooves in his forehead, which they had clearly covered up and told him, don't move your eyebrows mm -hmm. in the first part. But I didn't even mind that. Which made him more of a stoic, yes. unknowable jerk yes. to her. Yeah. Okay. Right, anyway. So in the first bit, uh, the first act, they are driving 18 hours from Chicago to New York to start new lives. They have, I think, just graduated. recently graduated from university. Yeah. And um, they just finished. Okay. Just She's going to journalism school. So I wasn't sure if they'd <clears> actually graduated or from something else. So they're, they're on their way to New York together. He's hitching a ride with her. She was going anyway. They The person they had in... in common is his girlfriend and uh, of course gorgeous gorgeous meg ryan and him uh billy crystal harry and sally the titular characters are having a conversation all in this 18 hours about all kinds of things from sex to love to relationships to future plans everything and because they're theoretically never going to see each other again and they make it all the way to new york and have meg ryan has pretty definitively decided she does not like him at all and they say, have a nice life, and that's it. He just got his ride, and she goes off to have her life, and he goes off to have his. And importantly, we get everything we need to know about both of their characters in that opening mm -hmm. sequence, that long conversation. The movie's an entire conversation, really, mm -hmm. from beginning to end. They never really stop talking to each other. Mm -hmm. But in those eight, first 18 hours together, they both sort of lay all their cards on the table mm -hmm. in terms of who they are, what, what their values are. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, to a point, though, I thought about at that. At least at that point in time. At that point in and their lives. And then that sets us up for how they'll change. <clears throat> yes. Right, yeah. Because then in the second half, uh, he runs into Meg Ryan. As she, he knows her current boyfriend. Six, Five years later. Six years later. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's six, and then six more. Um, six years later, um, they are able to, they run into each other, and uh, in the airport, and he's on his way one place, and she's on her way somewhere else, and they, they think, and they end up sitting next to her on the airplane, um, and she does not have fond memories of her drive with him, and uh, they sort of reconnect, and it turns out that he is about to get married, and it's actually a pretty short section, isn't it, really, now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, and they, they have a conversation, and it shows just they, they really don't have anything in common still, or not a lot in common still. She's sort of always ahead of him. She doesn't change as much as he does. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then they go their separate ways again in the airport when they're, when they're done, when they're done, they're traveling. They, she goes to her thing and he goes to his and that's, that's that. And then we enter the third act, which is the longest part of the movie where, uh, they reconnect. Turns out that she's recently broken up with her boyfriend that Billy Crystal knew that Harry knew, and he's recently gotten divorced. And this is the part that I wanted to mention is important to note about his character is that in the first part. He was willing to cheat on the girlfriend, on the mutual friend, with Meg Ryan. Whereas then he's devastated by the fact his wife has cheated on him. And so you know, theoretically, he's not a cheater. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. that is an important, an important piece, right? Um, and they, over the next, over the next six years? I don't think he was willing to, well, I cheat, I suppose. I think he was willing to end the relationship with the girl in Chicago to start something with Meg Ryan if she was into it. Mm. I didn't get the sense that he was like, I'm going to string you both along. No, but I, he was so... I think, I think he was so sort of passively disinterested in being in relationships. He was he was talking a lot about 
like one night relationships and, yeah. and short term things and not being taking anything seriously. I don't know. I still think he shows more growth than she does. Yeah, I agree. So then in the third part, they ultimately fall in love over the course of a year or 18 months and end up together at the end in love. Yeah. It's very dramatic. Great line. Eh? The, when you realize who you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start, start right as soon now. as possible. Yeah. yeah. Great line. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good summary. Do you think Billy Crystal's the lead here and Meg Ryan is in like a very full supporting role? Yes. So it's really a Billy Crystal. It's the story of Harry. Yes. More than it's the story of Sally. But that's why it's when Harry met Sally, not when Sally met Harry. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I wasn't necessarily expecting you to agree with that. Yeah. No, but I they're agree. like co-leads, but I think he's slightly out ahead. I agree. And it's the strength of his character and his character growth. Yes. It also has to do with his acting ability. Like, not that she's not good in it, but I think he's like very funny and very forward. And like his, just the writing for his character yeah. is better, right? That's atypical of romantic comedies, wouldn't you think? I don't know. I mean, Hugh Grant was the, the yeah. lead, but that was clear. Like, um, but when, when they, I've always thought of when this as being the, the two of them sharing. Well, it is. Like a Tom Hanks, it's is, like a one is Tom Hanks the lead of Sleepless in Seattle? Yes. It's not a co-lead situation? No. But Meg Ryan's on screen at least as much as he is, if not more. Fine. I think she's on screen at least as much as he's, Billy Crystal is in this as well. But that isn't, they're just, maybe it's the acting ability coming forward, but it certainly is uh, Billy Crystal's movie. Yeah. Should we take a quick break and come back? Indeed. All right. Chicken. It's Hungarian. Hungarian. It's not Middle Eastern. Okay, we're back. Just, um, I, I want to talk about what we were just talking about. So we were talking, I was joking with Matt about like, did you like my beginning? Because I, I always feel like my beginnings are not very good. Um, so I, the paprikash line, he's like, what is paprikash? Now we're looking it up and it, it sounds delicious. A Hungarian stew? Yes, with chicken. Oh, I'm going to make this. Paprika. It's a, it is. Oh, it's like, oh, it's like borscht, but with chicken and paprika and you top it with sour cream. Oh yeah, that's happening. Sounds like that's like. happening. All right, so back on the movie. What do you what do you like the best about it? Oh, where do I start? I guess Billy Crystal's performance. I mm -hmm. think is my favorite part of the whole thing. He was great. Okay. He was Anything great. specifically that touched you? He's just so funny. You find him? Funny? Yeah, he's so funny. So <laughs> funny. Like, talk about a good hang. Like, yeah. let's have like this is a, a joke between Matt and I, but like every time there's a celebrity I really like. I always say like, oh, we should have him over for dinner. Like that's like, yeah. Like Wesley Morris, we mm -hmm. should come over for dinner. John Mayer. It's been come a while on. since we've invited him. We haven't mentioned Wesley for we a few We haven't. Pods well, yet. Wesley and I had a disagreement over the Little Mermaid movie, so. He didn't like it? He did not like it. Yeah. He didn't think, I mean, this was a very small part of the review, but he did not think the Little Mermaid movie had enough kink. I was like, I don't know the children's <laughs> movies need that, Wesley. Uh, there's other things in there too that I totally disagree with. I'm fascinated to know what he meant by that. Yeah, <laughs> has to find out. He needs to come over for dinner. Yeah, let's get and into yeah, it. John Mayer, come over for dinner. And I'll now add to that list: Billy Crystal, come on over for dinner. God, he's so funny. Yeah. Um, and like without being hugely rude or like, um, I don't know the word. I just I kept thinking that he's he's an okay looking guy. Yeah. But Meg Ryan's way out of his league. I thought the same thing. I, I was thinking to myself, alternate casting, who would I have put in that role that would have been just as funny? Answer, no one. Well, Tom Hanks probably could have done it. At mm. that, that Tom Hanks was in his comedy phase mm -hmm, in 1989. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks's funniness doesn't outweigh Billy Crystal's ugliness enough to give up Billy Crystal in that role. Mm. It would have to be someone basically as funny 
almost as funny and much better looking to make it work. Mm. I did think of that though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anything you didn't like about the movie? No, not one thing. Nothing. Not one thing. This is a flawless film in your estimation. Five stars. And it's... Five and a half to six if I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And in your pantheon of of greatest of all time. Okay. Um, Even that... Can I just talk about this? Yeah. Even the orgasm scene, which I knew was coming. As soon as we were in that restaurant, by the way, when we're going to New York City now, we're going to go... Cats' Deli. We're going to go there. Very famous place. Great. We're going to go there. We're going to eat at that table if we can. I'm sure we're not the only ones. Apparently there's a placard I read that too. Hope you have what she has or something like that. Um... I think that, uh, like, even just, sorry, I'm getting off track. Number one, the orgasm scene, when I knew it was coming, I still Pun intended? It, oh, I still thought it was so funny. And even though, like, I've kind, I don't think I've seen it before, but, like, maybe I've seen people Every, I think, do yeah. it. Like, no, I think, I think everybody's seen it before. It's been on, it, parts of it mm. have featured in montages in the Oscars. and I really identified with, this is separate, separate thing that I liked. I really identified with Meg Ryan telling every waiter and waitress exactly what she'll have because of my mom. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. That that is a thing that people do that is like actually very funny from a third person perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. And being totally indifferent to how the wait server yeah. staff like responds to it. Were yeah. they looking at you? Well like, and did you read in the trivia that's how lost. that's how Nora Efron apparently orders everything? Yes. And then just I like what I like. Yeah. And I'm I like I like it how I like it. Like ordered, yes. Ordered. Yeah. She's passed. Nora oh, Efron. No, yeah, I didn't know that. She died a few years ago. Oh, what a sad thing. Was she very old? No. She was very sick. She got sick, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's really devastating news I didn't need right now. All oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to bring I have home. nine days of kindergarten left, so I do not need any bad news until that is over. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've gone over my next question, which is what is the appeal of Billy Crystal's leading man? I'm going to ask you. Just personality and well, you, humor. Thank God you like it when the man makes you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have me laughing about the other day? Like a few weeks ago when you said to Charlie, this is the reason your mother married yeah, me. I don't, I don't oh my God. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't memorize my bits. Well, I should have really. memorized that one. Yeah. yeah. Although like, unless I can fill a comedy club with you, I don't think that I would uh-huh. sell, like I couldn't do a stadium tour. I think you're wrong. But anyway, uh, Meg Ryan, does she deserve an Oscar nomination? No. Did, did she get an Oscar nomination for this? Was I there don't think. No, I don't think there's anything. I would say that she does because uh. I think on the strength of the scene where she finds out that Joe, her former fiance, yeah. or who she wanted to marry has yeah. rejected her and, and she's simultaneously crying and a blithering mess, mm-hmm. but also hilarious mm-hmm. and vulnerable and cute like she's doing a lot in that scene side note Nora Ephron got a nomination for uh screenplay yep. written directly for the screen but did not win best writing did not win won the BAFTA I've noticed that a lot of the movies that we've done in this season have won BAFTAs and been nominated but not won Oscars which I find an interesting hmm. coincidence yeah well it is coincidence too it wasn't like we planned no that. I know but I just mean like it's an interesting thing to notice about these movies there's something about these movies I wonder if the BAFTA almost rewards like success like a financial success yeah more so than um art success or whatever. I just think Mike Ryan's character like if if it's about Harry and him um his growth and development mm-hmm. and his learning to appreciate her as a woman as a human being and as a friend first mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then and then suddenly coming to the realization essentially that oh my god i love this person mm-hmm. that she's got to be worthy of that mm-hmm. attention and i think she meg ryan really pulls it off i think like she really 
I, like I've said, when, if on a golf course, like if I ever hit a hole in one, mm-hmm. um, I would put the club back in the bag and never pick the ball, again. and I'd never golf again. Mm-hmm. Like there's an argument to be made that Meg Ryan should have stopped cold here, right here, yeah. Right? Just wa- walked That's away, it. like because you could never really be better than that. Yes, and she never did top this no. in her career. Mm-mm. I would say, um, and then she's gone down the unfortunate plastic surgery path now where she's almost unrecognizable oh my and... god i saw a picture recently i think we might have discussed this in the um the other top, one we did. we did i mean when we talked about top gun we talked nope. about actresses that didn't age well no we talked about it in the other one that may ryan was in was oh sleepless in seattle yeah sleepless in seattle and i i just happened i didn't google it i happened upon a picture her with she like comes out of hiding oh it was michael j fox yeah michael j fox recently had a documentary and she came out to the premiere of it to support i guess their friends uh-huh. and it like unrecognizable yeah like and really unfortunate because i don't feel like she would have aged that badly like i mean nobody does we all age and that should just be fine but i just feel so i i have no like i don't know what the word is like i i have no judgment of her for doing it i feel i just feel sympathy for her because the pressure she must have felt like she was under to quote unquote keep her looks yeah it's a, sh- it's a shame must be incredible it's a shame but like she was really so appealing uh no in this i just Gorgeous. i can't um, also, I think worth noting that Rob Reiner, as a director here, yes. was on a real, as they say on the ringer, a real heater. Mm-hmm. Um, he had directed Stand By Me. He does this. He does Misery Next, mm-hmm. which wins Kathy Bates an Oscar. And then he does A Few Good Men mm-hmm. right after that. Um, and there may be another title or two that I'm not remembering. Um, but he was really at the top of his game at that point in time. And a really good uh, pairing with Billy Crystal, who apparently ad-lib some of the lines and, yes you and can their, tell their humorous sensibilities aligned pretty nicely yes yeah you can tell that i would please to partake in your pick and pie is not <laughs> was not in the original script like that Probably was not. just him riffing yeah yeah so good They're just walking around the moma or wherever that was can i tell you um who won that year so nora efron loses two two uh here are the here are the nominees for nine oscars 1990 writing screenplay right written directly for the screen uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors by Woody Allen. Okay. Just, I think every time you say Woody Allen thing now, you just like about after it. If you say so. Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee. Sex, Lies, and Videotape by Steven Soderbergh. When Harry Met Sally Nora Ephron and Dead Poets Society, Tom Shulman. Dead and who Poets. won? Dead Poets. Really? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, oh, Do I, the Right Thing. Okay, I haven't seen that. Yeah. And Dead Poets is pretty classic. Yeah, Do the Right Thing is the one that holds up over history as being the most important. Well, the Oscars don't like black people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Was, or didn't. Yeah. They're trying now. Anyways, uh, that's who won, and that's what happened. Okay. So there you go. All right. Um, so real quick, is this the best rom-com you've ever seen? Yes. Hands down. I can't think of any others. Yeah, I would say like in the modern era, it is. There may be like an old classic um, that that is its equal, mm. like the, uh, the Philadelphia Story or His Girl Friday or something like that, but this is... And the dialogue, the pace of the dialogue here, the rat oh, dialogue. You knew really. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're taking a quick break. I think we do too. Okay, let's do that. All right. We'll be right back. All right, Matt. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. All right. So uh, some final wrap-up questions. I'm ready. Um, it's, it's actually harder to take a movie apart that we both loved as much as we did it's easy to just be like effusive with the praise and say like this was great mm-hmm. i loved it mm-hmm. i was moved boring. i cried i laughed out loud makes for a boring podcast though. yeah um are you so asking me about this i'm gonna ask you about the musical choices. i don't even remember what the music in it was i was so excited that it was harry connick jr at the beginning yeah and then as the movie went on i was like, like i got so into the story could not tell you it was all like 
old-timey, croonery, yeah. jazz. Yeah, doo on the piano. Yeah, it was Sinatra, and it was Dean Martin, and yeah. it was uh, um, Louis Armstrong. And, yeah. Um, like, the old standards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's not music that they were necessarily listening to themselves. No. It was just adding to the sort of whimsy of the whole thing, the old-fashionedness of the yes. two of them falling in love. Although, it that juxtaposes, interestingly, against some frank conversations about sex yes right mm-hmm. and and some which of the is, language which like this probably was rated r yes because she uses the, the f word twice twice yeah and like that would have been an easy thing to pull out got to leave it in important i bet that somebody fought for that i bet there was a studio exact that said pull those out of there we can give it a pg-13 and you'll have a way bigger release yeah and somebody nora rob reiner somebody said no way yeah leave that in but like if god forbid they were to try to remake this no don't do that they would sanitize the language i think well they or there'd be some like it. gross out if they're gonna go an r-rated then mm-hmm. they often will include something that's like really pushes the boundaries mm. Right. Well, they just shouldn't remake it. What if they remade it and it was like a no. an LGBT no. story instead? No. What if it was an LGBT story, a sequel where they have kids? Maybe. Would you want them to still no. be together? I'm gonna say no. Here's why. Yes, A, they need to be together. They must. And B, um they I don't think that that can happen because Nora Ephron's dead, as you just told me. Yeah. So like if she was around to write the script, I'd be like, Yes, great. Mm-hmm go for it in that context let's make it multiracial let's make it lgbtq let's make it something more modern fine but mm, no i just say no it just had a very old-fashioned um aesthetic aesthetic yeah she does one of the things i read i'm not coming up with this myself is that there are in these all these beautiful locations and i did want to mention the new york location Mm. really cool it just made me want to get to new york before the end but they're always like so into whatever they're doing, talking to each other, that the, the setting is incidental. Like they never actually interact with their settings. No. Right? You know, fancy that bookstore, mm-hmm. or they're in the diner, or um, you know, they're uh, standing under the archway, mm-hmm. or walking through Central Park. Yeah. You know, and it's they're always just so intently talking to them, talking to each other. That mm-hmm. They're sort of ignoring the, the setting around them, which is interesting. Because I think if we were in New York, mm-hmm. I'd be walking around with my chin mm-hmm. hanging down. Yeah. Wow! Look at this! Wow! Look at that! Yeah. Um. Okay, what did you think of the the Carrie Fisher Bruno Kirby like necessary, subplot? but like not? I don't know. Like it was fine. It was just fine. I didn't really care. I think it needed to be there as like a. I don't even know, like a reason for them to have certain conversations, but not. I. I it was just fine. It wasn't like an important part of the movie to me. Although it was an important part of perhaps the filmmaking process, like the structure of the film. To me personally, I was like, and nah, they're there. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Carrie Fisher until you said her name. When I went like something about what's that woman's name, and you <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Oh, right, Princess Leia. Yeah, did not clue in that that's who that was, even though I'd seen her name on the credits and knew she was coming. I was like, when's Carrie Fisher going to show up in my head? Really? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, and Bruno Kirby was—he um, was a really gifted actor mm-hmm. um, and good comedic timing. I think he was friend, friends with uh, with Crystal, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he died young. He died at fifty-seven. Crystal. Billy Crystal. Oh, okay, got it. And uh, yeah, and uh, Carrie Fisher died mm-hmm. young as well mm-hmm. while filming one of the more recent Star Wars. I couldn't figure out where I knew Bruno Kirby was. You know where it was from? City Slickers. No. Um, yes, I guess so, yes. But also Basketball Diaries. His look in this was much more similar to what his yeah. look was in the Basketball Diaries. He's the he's the creepo coach. Yeah. 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 So, and I've seen every Leonardo DiCaprio movie to date. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Um, so, yeah. So, he that's where I knew him from. 
different look in city slickers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so my last question, and I, this is gonna be a short podcast, I think. It depends on how it's long not, you go we're here. We're to our third section. Uh, what did you think about the the interviews being interspersed as a storytelling device? Left it. Wish there had been more. They ended at the second section. I wish there had been more in the third section. I wanted two more. Yeah. Well, it ended with them being the subjects of the And interviews. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But I wanted two more in addition to them in the you third You knew that section. was coming? Yes. At the end? You suspected that? Absolutely. As soon as they, as soon as it was obvious that they, yes, they were going to get together because I wasn't convinced of that. As soon as I was like, okay, she's going to go to this New Year's Eve thing and he's going to figure it out. There's going to be some beautiful <laughs> scene where he comes and tells her he loves her. They're going to be the last couple. And then I started crying. And then the whole thing happened and I was still crying. And then that movie was over and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. I did. I wanted at least one, if not two more old people storytelling. But because, all the old ones, all the old people were old people. They're all like they'd been together for 60 years or something. Yes. I thought they were going to age them. Is actually what I thought was going to happen. I think they filmed it. I think I, I remember hearing once that they yes. filmed something where they were in old age makeup and then they decided, no, this isn't the way to work, go. Right. He looked too much like Miracle Max. <laughs> That's great. Right? Yes. And she doesn't look like Carol King. So. Yes. Um, no, I love that. I thought it was really. Yeah, that was a neat framing cute device. And yeah. Yes. And it, it added punctuation on scenes. Yes. Like, I bet you if we were to go back and look again, it probably tells us something about what's either to come or, or it reflects on what we've just seen them say to each other yes, or I'm seen sure. what's happened. Mm -hmm. But I got swept up in it, honestly. Yeah. So I stopped, I stopped looking at it from any sort of real critical eye. Mm -hmm. And just started to really just enjoy being around these people. That's how I am all the time, Matt. That's how I watch movies all the time. Yeah. There's no critical. Well, but I'm watching happening. it. I'm watching it for the second or third time. Yeah. I think the. But even if I watch the movie, second time, but I think the first, like, I really it was an in, um, what's the word? a miscarriage of justice? Like, I I I watch things young, trying to watch as much as possible, and missed a lot. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing how. As an older person, mm -hmm. you know, now that I'm the ancient age mm -hmm. of 42, mm -hmm. um, you see things through an entirely different lens. Like you yeah. just being married and having a family and having older parents and, mm -hmm. and having a job and, and living you have a job. I do. Good for you. Yeah. Somebody's getting all the money. It's, <laughs> I don't, I don't see much of it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting mm -hmm. to see, see things again and see this, this, this grew in my estimation. Mm -hmm. Whereas again, four weddings was diminished yeah. because at this stage of my life, like I can no longer relate. You can almost relate to Billy Crystal. Yes. Right. Like he's, um, and, and you really, in the end you want him to be happy. Yes. And you want the two of them to be, be together. Mm -hmm. Well, cause they're basically already together, right? That's the thing. Yeah. They just like, don't realize that they're they married, but they don't realize. Yeah. It. Yeah. You're dating each other. You just don't realize you're dating each other and nobody's making, uh, like nobody's making out or having sex. Yeah. That's it. So, anyways, loved it. I'm glad. Loved it. Okay. What do we have left? Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 2, Bad Boys, Bridge on the River Kwai. Was Bad Boys actually on the list? I, I thought it was. I didn't think it was. Okay, made a there list. may be only two left. I don't think we've got many. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll have to think about what we want to do next. Oh, you've got an idea. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To, to be discussed at a later date. Oh boy. I'm All not right. ready that's, to, that's not fun... ready to beta test that yet. I was going to say, that's a, that's a, um, what do they call that? Like a teaser. Yeah. A little teaser. Okay. So what's going to be the next one? Let's just uh, lock I'm it gonna down. I'm going to say Bridge on the River Cry, Cry because it's like long. Okay. And we can probably fit it in. We're going to have to watch it in installments probably. Installments, yeah. Which is too bad, but. Or maybe we watch Lethal Weapon 2 next because it matters less and we wait until summer vacation. 
for Bridget, Bridget Lover Crime. Because I'm going to like, watch the whole thing. I'm happy either way. And All now right. the, the listener has no idea. Yeah, I'm going to say Lethal Weapon 2. Dear listener. Dear listener. Thank you for listening. Lethal Weapon 2. Coming up next. All right. Bye for now. Bye-bye.